no worries. All right. Yep. You're saying? Um, yeah. We we got talking about kind of watching older shows and things that and kind of, you know, put us where we are now. And um, one thing in particular that uh, I've always really loved is like those kind of 1950s, 1940s kind of superheroes. So like the Phantom, for example. Yeah. Um, He's st- it's still a comic that's published today, but oddly, I think it's only really published in Australia now. Um, and then there was the Billy Zane movie and things like that, that uh, I think is a lot better than people give it credit for, for the time that it was. Um, uh, what do you mean Billy Zane? He plays the Phantom. Oh, okay. In, in uh, the movie. Oh, I actually sure. Yeah, it's Billy Zane, isn't it? I remember the Phantom from the movie in the 90s because I was a little kid and they were giving out like this uh, promotional ring if you went to go see the movies, which I wanted but didn't get because they couldn't see it in theaters when I was a kid. And then there was a Phantom animated series, I think. I I remember watching the pilot and I just like really stuck in my head. But like, you know, it was a Phantom 2043 or something like that. Yeah, let me look this up. Hold on a second. Because I remember um, 2040, Phantom 2040. Because I want, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. There's a bunch of this. Because I, you know, back in the days with VHAs, VHSs, like you would find like the first few episodes on VHS and that's all you'll be able to find when you go rent it. And that's how I remember it, just that. Yeah. So I never actually saw any more VHSs of it. So I never actually got to watch it and I just completely forgot about it until this very moment. Well, it was a pretty, it was actually a pretty popular cartoon here. Um, and uh, so like, I, I remember when the movie came out and loved it, I actually, I, I collect skull rings. Oh. And um, one of my biggest, one of my biggest ambitions was to get a ring that was like the Phantoms uh, uh, up until about 10, uh, I think uh, about 14 years ago when I finally got it and I still have it. <laughs> um, oh, nice. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, but it was that kind of stuff we were talking about, and look about it now, it's just a very different kind of thing. Like when you look at the Phantom comics and things like that, and you know, obviously, uh, representation was an issue back then, but um, there's just this kind of nostalgia for that very classic look, just because we were talking about the 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 '90s Captain America movie. That and the Shadow, the Shadow is actually a big one for me as well. Remember the Shadow? Yeah. Um, I think the shadow was like yeah. also the kind of the inspiration for the, uh, the spe- not the specter, the gray ghost. It's kind of like that kind of aesthetic. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm jealous that you have that ring. Yeah. I always wanted that as a kid. It's not exactly the same one, but it's uh, it's as close as I could get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, as as time has gone by, it's kind of it's it's has to change fingers whichever one it fits on depending on how much cheese i've eaten that particular month but um i'm a big guy <laughs> really big hands so like rings are not my friend mm. uh, but, yeah. but if we're talking about that aesthetic like old comic books or old superheroes like uh oh god we, we talked about the, the captain america movie just how cheesy that all looks but i pre- remember it pretty well that movie actually when i was a kid or in my teens actually uh hey Ian. welcome to the chats we're talking about hey Ian. 
old movies like superhero stuff like we're talking about the the phantom and now we're talking a little bit about captain america did you ever see the og captain america movie yes i have yeah oh my god the thing that i remember the most is that like i'm feeling sick gets out of the car and then runs back around and steals the car <laughs> yeah um the thing about that movie is the suit because those are rubber ears on the suit <laughs> yeah. this, this later, I'm like, what the hell oh my god yeah and what other old actually i remember there was a doctor strange movie back in the day wasn't there i think this was for television if yeah, I remember that was back in the day when they were starting to make live action i have seen that like i remember they made like a pilot for a live action spider-man there was the live action uh, uh, Hulk series everyone remembers with Blue Ferrigno. Uh, what else was there? There was that Fantastic Four movie that was never meant to see the light of day. Oh, yes, the Roger Corman that produced. I think that's a, the, when, I, when I hear cheesy superhero kind of aesthetic and costumes, it's the turtlenecks of that. <laughs> that kind of I have the image of more than um, the Captain America one. I know that the wings on the ears and things that I have the Captain America one I see, but I just keep seeing whenever it even comes up or into my mind, I just see that blue and white turtleneck <laughs> with a four on it. Yeah. You know what the sad so, thing know, about that movie is? I think oh. that's. Yeah. Sad thing about that movie. Probably still, still the best Fantastic Four movie we'll get for the, for the time <laughs> being. Uh, it's um, the best interpretation <laughs> of Doctor Doom so far. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that they're going to bring in the Fantastic Four in uh, the Phase 4 of Marvel. Phase 4. Yeah, I just... Uh, yeah, that was on their, uh, their recent reel where we got some Eternals kind of footage. Yeah. Um, just at the end of it, then there was the, like, the four, and you're like, here we go now. We've another 10 years to wait for another, like, fucking movie, do you know? <laughs> but can we be honest? How many people, how, between you guys, who actually cares about the Eternals? No, no, no. I think it's it, like it's one of those again where it's like they're they're it's it's just the rethread of like okay there was a, a small percentage of people who actually knew who Iron Man was, mm -hmm. and they're like okay so we can so in a way now when you if you do read the comic books you know the comic book Iron Man has just become the movie Iron Man so like is it I think we all remember the cartoon from the 90s and things like that where there was uh, i can't remember the name of the episode but there was one particularly disturbing episode where tony stark is you know he he's on trial or something like that um and it's like it, it, it explored his uh alcoholism more so than the movies did and we're talking about a cartoon in the 90s um yeah i do remember so it's like something like the eternals i think it's that they're they're aiming big because i think isn't kang the conqueror the bad guy in Ant-Man now as well. Yeah. So, well, here's a theme. This will play for fun, for funsies. I what. You can, again, we had that. Uh, my uh, my son has seen like the first couple of episodes of that show. Yeah, that uh, I remember the first season. I actually really liked it because you had a the ensemble cast. You had like 
He actually had a Scarlet Witch. He had Spider Woman, War Machine, uh, the Century, Hawkeye. It was kind of like a mini Avengers team. Yeah. What was it there? Uh, what they call Force Works? That's what it was. It's uh, some kind of forgotten Marvel team or comic from the past. Yeah, I think what they did with season two was obviously they took it in a different direction. They wanted to make it a bit more serious. Mm -hmm. The animation I thought got better. Oh, for sure, yeah. Overall, like the story, yeah, the stories I thought were more towards the comic at the time. For sure, but looking back with nostalgia glasses, like I remember enjoying it. Same thing with the Fantastic Four series, as cheesy as they were. And getting to see other characters pop in and out of both shows is always fun. There was the Hulk animated show, which I really enjoyed. Then the yeah. second season was Hulk and the She-Hulk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because everyone loves that version of She-Hulk. Yeah, it, it, it's fantastic. I mean, it, that was, I thought, when the superhero animation was at its height. Oh, yeah, between, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. animated, uh, Batman the Animated Series, uh, the Justice League Unlimited, Superman, uh, the Spider-Man cartoon, the X-Men cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got all those other like wild uh, wild card properties. Like I remember there was a cartoon for Wildcats. Yes, I wish yeah. I saw a uh, like the opening credits for that. I was like, I don't remember this. Yeah, no, the Wildcats opening theme. Let me just find it. I'll play like a 10 seconds of it. Okay, but I also want, I also have a good story about the uh, Captain America movie afterwards. For sure. No, but I'm just trying to think of like what other completely random cartoons existed back then. Well, we were watching it. Uh, uh, oh. It didn't really exist. It was only on reruns. Then uh, <laughs> watch, no, oh, Jason the Wheeled Warriors. All right. Yeah. That. Sorry about that. Just completely. No <laughs> Jason and the what? Jace, J A Y C E, and the Wheeled Warriors. It was actually, uh, I think, it was actually a Canadian cartoon. Um, Sounds familiar. I, I guarantee you now, if you were to see like the first two seconds of it, you'd remember because it was about these plants that came alive and they could turn into cars. And Saw Boss was the main villain because he he was a he was a mushroom that turned into a a superpowered car that had a saw on it. Okay, this was uh before my time, like. This is, this is the type like like Transformers and He-Man all that stuff that that came back but this is the kind of thing that didn't play after the 80s it's, we we had it we had it here in Ireland because <laughs> it was the only television that we had um but then there was like a, yeah so we watched a bit of that and what else did we watch recently Mask M-A-S-K yes. which I think is a show that's right for a comeback speaking of Mask did you know like there was this um cartoon that was basically a complete ripoff of mask like they ripped it off completely and it's impossible to find it it's like uh because it was such a ripoff uh mm. it never aired more than once there was never an official media release and it's not you can't even find it uh through piracy it does not exist wow oh, let me oh, that's cool what was it called again I think rebel tech no no flask or something Ah, uh, give me a minute. I'll look it up. You guys keep talking. But it's just that, like, even at that, Jason the Wheel Wars, I think in particular, is something that there's there's has this nostalgia to. Every episode ended with everybody laughing. You know, it was one of those, much like Mask. That yeah. you have that you have that era um, of nostalgia that I think bled into when 
kind of superpowered, those mystical cartoons got much darker. You know, when you had like it's Spider Man and Batman, the animated series, where what season was it of of the Spider Man one where it got particularly? That was season two or three where it kind of turned a bit like really he didn't like Peter Parker didn't want to be this anymore. It kind of turned in that direction. Yeah, I remember that. It was like the opening season. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, some explosion had happened in one of the Ice Corp uh, towers, I think, and he feels responsible for it. So I think that was the start where uh, they were trying to tell, uh, you know, kids, you know, their real life and death consequences mm. to having this type of life. But you know what I remember the most? The arc I remember the most from that series where he went full man spider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I remember that in particular because that's when the X Men came into it. There was a couple of um, crossover episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was it took the Punisher and Craven the Hunter to bring him down. <laughs> but yeah, I remember that season in particular because I just thought the Man Spider was such a cool monster design. I actually have the toy somewhere in like my closet over wow. there. Wow. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, but that was like such a like I remember the toy line for that cartoon was so cool. Like you had all the Venom figures, uh, all the different. Okay, everyone in that series was buff as hell. Yeah, yeah pretty much yeah. Yeah, like Doc Ock was super buff. Everyone was super buff. Even Kingpin and his all of his roundness was buff and can tear you to shreds. Yeah, I think it was one of those things, though, wasn't it, where you where you kind of like even yeah, you look at Peter Parker in the in the animated series when you just see him as a regular. He's meant to be this regular guy, teenager, just starting out college, and he's like built like Schwarzenegger, even with his hair. So you can kind of see where they rotoscoped just a just a little bit, just to kind of keep it keep it in line with people's perceptions of a superhero at that time. But also try to make it easier to sell the toys. Oh, wait, I found the show that I was talking about. Vortec. Vortec. Yes. Okay. It was, okay. We're going to go into like some really weird like history and junk stuff. But for, I remember this cartoon. It was actually really cool. Uh, long story short, the two brothers, uh, they create some new kind of uh, robotics and all that super advanced stuff. And the thing why it's a super mask ripoff is because it was all using the same kind of toys and molds or very similar stuff to masks. Okay. It became those things versus like people who became like cyborgs. And I remember the last episode where like the brother turned his other brother into like a cyborg as well. And like they both died in a huge base explosion. And I remember seeing it as a kid. And it was like really like gut-wrenching. You just like see like the guys like He's been to- totally transformed. He gets rid of uh, all, all of his friends from the place and it just blows up and guaranteed death, you know, back in those days. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the cartoons you cannot find at all. Like, I think somebody actually uploaded one episode that was on VHS to uh, YouTube recently. But look up Vortec, you won't find anything about it. Okay. It's one it of those like Lost it, sounds, it sounds like it'd be really good though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I know I have I have very fond memories of it, but then again, I was like a little kid, so I'm probably not remembering it correctly. But I remember it being pretty dark. 
uh, it was another show that was on at that time. I don't know if you ever saw this. Have you ever heard of something called Skeleton Warriors? Yes. Hey, Greg. You joined us just in time. We're talking <laughs> Skeleton Warriors. I still have some of the I still have some of the action figures from that floating around. Actually, so I, I have a feeling we have similar tastes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a certain it's certain shows like that, like from when you're a kid. So like when you think about that, I can still hear the theme tune to Skeleton Warriors Mask and uh, what was it? the Extreme Ghost or not the Extreme Ghostbusters the real Ghostbusters um, and like that you can still hear in your head where you're like note for note then you put it on and you're like yeah I got a note for note it, bring, it kind of brings that that back you know yeah. particularly Skeleton Warriors actually that was a favourite of mine all right, let me let me play the theme song. Give me a second. Just for, uh, play second seconds of it for shits and Greg's like copyrighted music. <laughs> yeah, like that's ten seconds, but like, man, like I'm I'm watching it right now. Like you just have this CG head that's like me on the tails. <laughs> like some of the cartoons in those days, they didn't give a rat's ass, man. They just went full. Everything had to be super toyetic. There's no major themes on it. This is good guys, bad guys, battle of the week. We'll try to throw up like some kind of message in there once in a while. Like it's it's kind of just I th I think it's that you know you you could get away with a lot more. Like I mean, if you look at it, like even to bring to bring back further and look at like He Man, mm -hmm. you know. So they're coming out with a new one. Yeah, yeah, but they've been coming out with a new one for what was it nearly twenty years now. My only thing, the only thing I have to say about He-Man is two things, actually. One, the 2000 series was really, really good. I really enjoyed that. And two, there's a character in He-Man named Fisto. Fisto, whose power is he has a really big fist. Uh, I would I'd sense big problems with that name. <laughs> well, we know one thing that Fisto's probably really good at. <laughs> but we're all buying that toy. <laughs> oh boy. But no, like, oh god, if if something was toyetic, man, he man was toyetic, that's for sure. Out of curiosity, does everyone yeah. know, what the, know the, what the word toyetic means? What? Toy aesthetic. Toyetic. No. Toyetic means that the quality of a thing or an image to be turned into a toy so for example if you're watching like uh example he-man the i just added a new vehicle to the series toyetic so that vehicle became turned into a toy oh okay like what? uh teenage mutant ninja turtles or something like that transformers yeah uh sailor moon like all those old 80s and 90s shows are like 90% Toyetic. Power Rangers. Uh, Thundercats. I was, I was going to say That's that. a great show. Yeah. Uh, but that show you mentioned earlier, what was it there? Uh, Jason and the Wheel Warriors? Yeah. Uh, I just saw some quick pictures of that, but that's completely Toyetic. You just see that. It's nothing but like vehicle toys. I think it's only, it's only a show that had one season, but it's like that. Like I could tell you now, looking back, it was probably... It's, probably about this size but it's something that we we would have had then as a result it's like that like i i i had this debate with somebody recently where 
cartoons and everything like back then got away with a lot more as we're discussing now oh yeah for sure. um, and we have that nostalgia for that and i think one of the major differences now is because cartoons now are much more sensitive to everything and then all of a sudden you look at to bring it bring it into an art perspective you also look at the drawing has been simplified as well yes it's not rotoscope for whatever it's much more free form but there's about 10 cartoons on air and on reruns now that are all exactly the same mm. there's um, what are they called the cal Al, the cal art style is that what it's called is it with it's everyone has like bubble fingers and they're they're you know they're only really like what's the word they're like a pill and a and a, and an o in terms of their head sign yeah and, i've heard of it like i wouldn't like say it's an actual thing but there is a lot of similarity in a lot of shows like mm. what's the example uh star versus the forces of evil gumball uh steven Universe. that's actually yeah they're the two of them are the are ones that i think of straight away yeah they all, they all um, have a very similar art style. I will give it that. Where I think if, to an extent, I think if you grew up watching the likes of He-Man and, and, and Skeleton Warriors and things like that, where we had this much more, like Skeleton Warriors in particular, and then you look at, uh, what was that? Spider-Man, Spider-Man Unlimited in particular fed into that. Oh, where oh. yeah. No, I, I'm watching the opening of Skeleton Warriors. It, I see Spider-Man Unlimited in this. That's yeah. Cool. So it's like, it's much more like it, in a way, it's much more um, art inspirational for it. So you look at that, and if you're if you are someone who watches that weekly, and you've got a pencil and you're a kid, and you're like, yeah, "I'm going to draw that," so it would have taught you more um, in terms of progressing you to maybe where where we are now. Like I know a large percentage of my drawing came from those cartoons. Um, it's like it's like still can't draw feet, but um, they were never in those cartoons. So pff, Rob Liefeld is right. Um, I'm just gonna mention him. <laughs> I just, I had to. It's it. Do you know what the views just gonna go up now? Yeah, this that's that's the title of this uh, this week's podcast. Rob Liefeld. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it it's just and that's when we look back at it though, and I and I see people who didn't grow up with that. And um, they have this hatred for that style of cartoon and they don't even enjoy the nostalgia aspect of it. Do you know what I mean? Like if you can't watch He-Man and, and just enjoy the ridiculousness of it, if you're too busy thinking that it's offensive, um, <laughs> if watching, watching the bowl haircut, you know, and the weird and the like ridiculously named characters and toys, um, because that, that's what they, again, as you say, it's toyetic. That's all it was. It was the toys came before the cartoon. So, um, yeah, I think it in a way though it did inspire more than I think inspire more great art than I think necessarily cartoons today will. Cartoons today will probably inspire better stories because I think they are they actually have storylines now as opposed to selling just toys. I don't think I've ever seen a gumball toy anyway. So. Um, but yeah, I think older cartoons, which have we have that nostalgia for, will inspire better art. Like, okay, I'm just like looking at my toys back there and just trying to think of an example. Uh, you are 100% right, because uh, a lot of the designs right now, I, I would never want a Steven Universe toy per se, or mm. if I, I, even if I was a kid, not that I didn't like it, I actually enjoyed the show, it was a lot of fun to watch. But growing up, I love like Transformers, Gargoyles. Mm. And you see that stuff in your toy, 
But also the thing is, when you see the characters, you think they look really cool. So they're designed to look cool to make you want to buy them. And that also translates into your attachment to the show, I find. By making things a little bit more toyetic, uh, you actually put something into the design that makes it more desirable. Yeah. So when you start designing everything to be everyday or uh, something that can look like in the real world, it doesn't have that draw. And there's nothing wrong with that, mind you, but like, it doesn't make you crave it. Like, let's look at something like Star Trek, for example, like all those like little things that they made, the, the communicators, the phasers, and yeah. you get that turned into a toy, it creates an attachment. Uh, right now, I'm waiting for the uh, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition that's coming out the, this week. I got the the collector's edition that has like this giant mask. And I'm like, oh, cool! I want this. Like, I'll, I'll I want any kind of Mass Effect merch I can get, especially figurines. Like, there's something about that toyetic aspect. It's why like something like Transformers is still around. Why there's so many yeah, collectors yeah. for it. And, so I, just looking, I actually have an Egon here. Let me see if I can get him for this. This is a prized possession. <clears throat> Jesus. Um, oh, like, look nice. at that. Isn't that just the wow. shit? Isn't yeah. it? <laughs> That's really cool. I don't yeah. know if you guys can see it, but like up there, I got an OG uh, Ultra Lord from Power Rangers. And that's like too huge to fit in any display case I have. So I just put it at the top there. That's it. it like, it creates an attachment, it creates a want, and those like complicated designs sometimes just make it cooler. Yeah. Like, like me, I have a habit of like simplifying my character's designs, like uh, very specific colors. I would like make them stand out, recognizable, so to speak. But then there's something to say about like, oh man, like looking at those designs with the big skulls armor and like those, think like the Japanese uh, monsters designs, like <laughs> they're just so over-the-top ridiculous. Sometimes they're just so cool. Yeah, I think that in particular on that, yeah, I just reread a, a couple of Junji Ito books, actually, and then in terms of just designs, that, like, because you mentioned monsters and, and Japanese work and things like that. And if you want to learn anything about gro uh, drawing something that will make you kind of go, Ugh, um, he's, he's, the, he's the guy to read. Even just like that, whatever about proportion and things like that. Like if he draw, if he wants you to be disgusted by a tongue, you will be disgusted by a tongue. I believe that. I believe that. <laughs> it's like yeah, we're gonna be sick. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever played uh, Yu-Gi-Oh back in uh, high school or anything. Yep. The monsters in Yu-Gi-Oh are just so over-designed. Some of them, they're just great. My cousin tried to teach me like once, but. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to learn this. <laughs> I never even learned how to play Pokemon the right way. I just used to collect them. Yeah, same here. Like, I, I was too young to figure out how to play the Pokemon card game, but, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! was a, a cartoon about the card game. So, like, oh, cool, I can pick this up. Yeah. Like, I got a Jigglypuff. <laughs> Watch out, he's got a gun. Anyway, so what have you guys been watching lately? Um, I finished Boardwalk Empire. That's not really toyetic, but <laughs> I just finished that at work because there's nothing to do there. And then I just started the show uh, Six Feet Under, which is actually good. Um, I got 
I actually we started watching it because uh, Michael C. Hall from Dexter is in it. Yeah. So all the reason I got into that, and then I'm like, oh, it's fine. Um, it's definitely dated because it's like 2001, <laughs> and like one of the first episodes, the daughter is in a blockbuster. It's a very old sentence. Um, <laughs> yeah. so i was like oh i missed that <laughs> if they're actually interesting in that show michael c hall plays a character who's nearly a foot and a half short than he actually is oh wow and so yeah so like in all his scenes he's actually on a lower platform than the rest of the actors to keep in character i didn't even know that <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I like I watched it when it came out, and it, I thought it was is he like, he's like six something, I think. But I, I never like noticed that. Like, yeah, Dexter I remember reading an interview with him uh, around Dexter. Yeah, where he was oh. like, no, no, I, I, I committed to the role, so they had to cut. He basically had all these these areas he could walk on, on the set to keep his height continuity. And you have to be a hobbit for the show. <laughs> It was something like that, maybe not a foot and a half, but it was something where like he was literally, he was lowered into the floor in all of his Now scenes. I'm going to watch it and just notice that the entire time. <laughs> the, 